Welcome to episode 17 of 23 episodes of the Padres podcast for 2023. A message of hope and encouragement for those serving in the British Army and in particular at the CMC, the Combat Manoeuvre Centre, based here in Bovington and Lulworth in Dorset. This is Padre Matt Dietz and I welcome you to the Padres podcast community. Now, I'm a regular army chaplain with a biblical Christian worldview, but whatever your own particular viewpoint on faith in the forces, the Padres podcast is designed for all to stimulate your mind and strengthen your spirit to enable each of us to play our full part in the shared business of defence. This episode of the Padres podcast is the fifth in a seven-part series looking at what are famously known as the seven deadly sins. No doubt you might have heard of them, but if you're anything like me, I suspect you'd struggle to list them all in a pub quiz, let alone know where the list came from or what they really mean. So let's get the list out there straight off. They are pride, envy, anger, gluttony, lust, greed and sloth. Last episode, we had a look at gluttony and realised that God meets our nourishment needs, not our desires. Food and drink are a blessing and a joy, but when our eyes are persistently bigger than our stomachs, well, that's when we get into the trap of gluttony, and that can be bad for our souls as well as for our bodies. If you missed that episode, well, it's there, waiting for you on Spotify, along with all the other previous Padres podcasts, so why not take some time out and have a listen? Now, in the introduction to the first episode in this current series on the seven deadly sins, I tackled the obvious question, what is a sin and what on earth can make it deadly? I said that the word sin is an often misunderstood term, which has come to mean all sorts of things in our day and age. Popular culture uses the term sin for anything which is naughty but nice, from something as innocuous as a cream cake to, well, all the way up to the heinous crime of murder. At its heart, I explained that the word sin simply means to miss the mark or to fall short of the target, drawn from the Hebrew word chata, which means exactly that, to fall short, or outside of God's healthy boundaries for human flourishing. So if you take someone else's life in murder, well, it's obvious that falls short of God's original design for humankind, which is that we should live alongside one another and flourish, not to do mortal harm to one another and fail. That's the biblical idea of sin. And let's face it, none of us likes to miss the mark in any target practice. I asked too why this list and why these particular seven sins, these seven examples of where humankind is prone to falling short, why are these seven sins described as deadly? Well, the answer I gave pointed back to Thomas Aquinas in the 13th century, who studied these seven human vices or sins and concluded that these particular seven bad habits, whilst they look attractive on the outside, on the inside, they lead ultimately to the destruction of the human soul, which, let's face it, is pretty deadly. Hence, seven deadly sins. Okay, let's crack straight on with number five on the list, lust. Well, where do we start with lust? I think it's clear to everyone that there's a massive difference between sexual love and lust, even though both are all about sex. The one is most certainly a gift from God, whilst the other, 
Well, it's far from a gift. It's actually a straitjacket, as we'll see. And that's why lust appears fair and square in our list of seven deadly sins. Come on, Padre, there's nothing wrong with a bit of lust, maybe you're thinking. It's the spice of life. Well, if that is what you're thinking, then listen on. And I think by the end of this episode, you may just well have changed your mind. So whatever you are thinking about lust, we've got to know what we're talking about. So I put the word into Google, slightly fearful of what websites would come back at me. And this is what the Google definition was. Lust is defined as to be consumed by a strong craving for sex. Well, there's a lot in that to unpack, but the more you think about it, it's not a bad definition to get us started. It's worth saying from the outset that there is nothing wrong with sex. It's not sordid. It's not sinful in and of itself. So lust is not just having a healthy sex drive. In fact, if you think about it, sex is a God-given gift, as I hinted at earlier. God made sex to be pleasurable, delightful, the fulfilment of God-given love. No, even our definition does not simply equate sex with lust, and nor should we. But what the definition did say is that lust is when you are consumed, possessed even, by such a strong craving for sex that you forget where sex fits in in the context of a mutual, safe and loving relationship, and not just the satisfying of a singularly self-centred sex drive. Now we're getting somewhere. Lust is not love. No, it falls far, far short of that. Lust is all about self-satisfying, not self-giving. It's all about me, not we. And ultimately, it does not lead to long-term satisfaction, but short-term consumption. And like any other form of craving, You're only going to feel even more hungry when the appetite kicks back in and you crave for more and more and more and you don't care who you hurt to satisfy your craving. That's not love, that's lust. Now I mentioned earlier that these seven deadly sins that we've been talking about for these past five episodes were first pulled together over 700 years ago in the 13th century no less. Surely, back in the day, they had no idea about lust, did they? There was no internet porn, no Snapchat sex pics, no sexually explicit videos. So what on earth did they know about sex and lust in the Middle Ages, right? Well, not so fast. Lust has, in fact, been around since before Noah and the Great Flood, and that's 6,000 years ago. If you don't believe me, Just look up Genesis chapter 6 in a search engine and you'll see what I mean. Lust has been a problem for humankind ever since Adam and Eve's fall. In their age of innocence, which I mentioned in the last episode, prior to the fall, they walked about the Garden of Eden in the cool of the day and they were naked and they were not ashamed. But you know the story. The serpent tricked them. They ate of the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And well, the rest is history. And sin and lust entered into the world. What a shame. If only they'd obeyed God's will. Well, you'd be surprised to know just how much the Bible talks about the problem of lust. 
If you put the word lust in the search engine on biblehub.com, instantly 156 verses show up mentioning lust in one way or another. And that's a lot of verses. The Hebrew word for lust is chamad. And the way this word is used in the Hebrew Old Testament gives us a great insight into what this word really means. Adam and Eve saw that the forbidden tree in the middle of the garden was desirable to make one wise. And that's this word chamad right there, as known as lust. When God gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, he said in the final commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. That too is the word chamad, lust. But it's not just about men either. In the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel, there's a whole chapter about two sisters, Oholah and Oholibah, metaphors for Samaria and Jerusalem, who behaved as prostitutes. It says of the elder sister, she lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warrior clothes in blue, governors and commanders, all desirable young men, horsemen mounted on steeds. She offered sexual favours to all the elite of Assyria. She defiled herself with all the idols of those for whom she lusted. That too is the same word, chamad, lust. Now in the New Testament, the Apostle John writes in stark terms about the difference between love, which is of God, and lust, which is of the world. In his first letter, he writes... Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, the Greek word used here, epithumia, is all about acting on strong, passionate sexual urges, but without any true understanding of love. It's really not great. And John says, just don't go there. Well, we've built up a bit of a biblical picture of the difference between love, which is good, and lust, which is, well, bad. So which passage in the Bible is the Padre going to choose to illustrate this, our fifth of seven deadly sins, lust, for this episode of the podcast? Well, I've thought about it long and hard, and I've chosen Paul's great letter to the Romans, chapter six, which is all about who is the master in our lives? Is it sin or is it grace? Are we a slave or do we have freedom? Let's take a listen. And I'll offer my three takeaways after this reading. Bible reading is taken from the New Testament, the letter of Paul to the Romans, the sixth chapter and the reading from verse six, seven deadly sins, number five, last. We know believers in our sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know 
we will also live with him. We are sure of his because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful lusts. Do not let any part of your body become the instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, that's such a great reading of chapter 6 of Paul's famous letter to the Romans, written nearly 2,000 years ago, but still so relevant for us today. My thanks to Trooper Rokusana from Fiji, and didn't she do a good job? So what are the Padre's three takeaways for this fifth episode in the series of the Padre's podcast, looking at the seven deadly sins? Number five, lust. Well, takeaway number one is this. In Romans 6, verse 6, Paul reminds us that if we believe in the work that Jesus did on the cross, dying to sin, taking the sting out of death for all humanity, well, if we put our faith in that amazing act, then we are no longer slaves to sin. Its power and grip over us is loosened. Now, this is huge, and in some ways, it takes a lifetime to really comprehend it. But the reality is, as Paul reminds us, if we put our trust in Christ rather than just in ourselves, well, Satan's power over us, enticing us to lust rather than love, well, it diminishes and we can make right choices as to what we do with our own bodies. So takeaway number one, if you want to loose the power of sin in your life, Put your faith in the one who overcame death once and for all on the cross. Takeaway number two. In verse 12, Paul says this. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful lusts. And that's really telling. What Paul is saying is that there is a battle, a spiritual battle, raging in each and every one of us for control of our lives, especially, it would seem, our sex lives. Don't let sin take control, he warns. How do we give control? By giving in to sinful lusts, according to Paul. What he's not saying is that if you put your faith in Christ, you'll never be tempted again. No. But he is saying, if the Holy Spirit is in control, you'll be strong enough not to give in. You can resist your lustful desires. Now, no one is saying this is easy. It takes willpower for sure, but it is possible. 
God gave us our sex drives as an expression of his love. That's what lifelong marriage is all about, an expression of God-given love. But of course, Satan, the devil, just wants to distort this selfless thing, love, and turn it into a selfish thing, lust. Do not give in to sinful lusts, Paul says, and he's right. Think about it. Finally, takeaway number three. Well, Paul ends this particular passage with verse 14 with these encouraging words. Sin is no longer your master, he says. If you are prepared to die to your old self, die to sin, as Paul puts it. Now, obviously, he's not talking about physical death, but spiritual death. When you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, having died to sin, as he says, then something wonderful awaits you. You live under the freedom of God's grace. Now, I appreciate these are big concepts, I grant you. But all I can say from my own life is that Paul is absolutely right. There is freedom in God's amazing grace and freedom from the temptation to give in to lust rather than focusing on love. Well, that can only happen by God's grace. And I and many a believer in Christ can testify to that fact. The bottom line and takeaway number three is this. If you no longer want to be enslaved in lust and you want to experience the freedom of experiencing God-given sexual love, well, look to the cross. The work is already done. The price is already paid. And you too can be set free by the blood of the Lamb slain for the whole world. Okay, so there we go. Three takeaways to help us overcome the fifth deadly sin, lust. And definitely worth thinking about as we turn now to a time of prayer. And so we come to a time of prayer, asking for God's protection over our forces deployed and serving at home, and for our families and friends who support us as we do so. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we don't have to face all that life throws at us alone, but that you promise to be with us wherever we go. You watch over us when we're awake and when we're asleep. You guide our ways and direct our paths. You strengthen our hearts to serve you as we strive for peace and you lift us up when we fail and when we fall down. We ask for your protection over us, members of the British Army and the safekeeping of those loved ones that we care for. In whatever circumstances we find ourselves, help each one of us to put our trust in you and to receive your love for us day by day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Teach us, good Lord, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labour and not to ask for any reward, save that of knowing that we do your will. And the traditional words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So there we are, the 17th of 23 episodes of the Padres podcast for 2023, the fifth of seven episodes in a series looking at the seven deadly sins. Number five, lust. Well, I hope this episode has given you something to think about. Maybe you've even enjoyed it. As I've said before, there's so much more to these seven deadly sins than I can really do justice in the 20 minutes or so I allocate to each episode of the podcast. Why not Google them for yourselves or search on YouTube? And of course, BibleHub.com is open to all, not just to Padres. My thanks to Trupa Rokusana for her reading, and I wish her the best for the remainder of her training here in Bovington. The sixth episode in our series on the seven deadly sins will be all about sin number six, greed. Well, that's going to be a biggie, and I'll publish that mid-October, Friday the 13th, in fact. If you follow Padre's podcast on Spotify or subscribe on your own podcast platform, then each episode will be there waiting for you when it's published fortnightly on Fridays and you'll get a notification on your mobile. Until next time, I'm going to finish this episode with words from Romans 6, read for us earlier by Trooper Rokosana. We know, believers that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Well, that verse 6 of Romans 6 applies just as much to all the other seven deadly sins as it does to the subject of this episode, lust. And it's so encouraging to know that there is freedom if we choose it. I just want to add one final comment, again, relevant to this topic, lust, as much as it is to any of the others. If you fail, if you fall down in any of these areas, well, it really isn't the end of the story. There is forgiveness in Christ. And just read the Bible. We have a God of the second and the third chances. I've mentioned the word repentance before on the Padres podcast. It's an easy enough term for us military types to understand because it simply is a spiritual about turn. No one is beyond God's mercy and the freedom of God's grace. And that should give us all hope and encouragement as we press on into the life and the work which is ahead of us day by day. Trust him. God won't let you down. He's for you and he wants you to flourish, not to flounder. I know, he's never let me down yet. Until next time, this is Padre Matt and this is the Padres Podcast. <laughs>